Uh, okay, so we will um, make a list of the things that you have discovered. Uh, Joseph is going to um, write them down, so I'll send, we'll send you then, um, as uh, we'll put onto Moodle, we'll send you via, via Moodle the list uh, in case you want to have them. Um, we will now accumulate them. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy guys, speak. Me. It's okay. <laughs> um, remembering, yep. Gratitude. Yep, go on. And um, okay, it also there's a high value on interpersonal relations. This is where uh, the Ten Commandments were happening. And so relationships between people. Okay. Um, can I leave out God? <laughs> Don't tell anybody I ever said that. Because um, I think faithfulness is the key. Uh, as in terms of a value, uh, it's the faithfulness. Faithfulness is clearly a value. Uh, and it actually helps, I think, us if we simply... Is that okay? Okay. Uh, rest. Any more? Um, holiness. Life. Life. Okay. So this? Land. Land. Freedom Sorry? Freedom. Freedom. Great, thank you. Okay, the Job people. Is that taking, in, taking care for the poor, is that a separate one? Or is that the advocacy? It kind of falls under that. Yeah. <laughs> I just see it more specific. Um, hospitality. Self-expression. Where's that come? It's just pretty. Oh, because Job is being self-expressive. Yeah, yeah, that's good, yeah. <laughs> I like that, yeah. <laughs> Righteousness.
trusting God and not <laughs> I think God as the object would be okay. Because <laughs> if we're thinking about it from the point, from point of view of what as human beings, um, then, uh, then, yeah, see what I mean? Trusting God, not wealth. Thank you. Uh, Psalms. Uh, we're each going to say a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, righteousness. Truthfulness. Uprightness. Pure of heart. Purity. Pure of heart. I'm sorry? Humility. Humility. Looking up to God. And to beauty. Deliverance. Delivering other people, do you mean? What what's that? Or God deli Israel being Israel being delivered, okay. You mean being forgiven or being forg- or being forgiving? Being forgiven or being forgiving? Um, I'm sorry? Being forgiven. Being forgiven. Being forgiven. Um, God That's forgiving. God forgiving, yeah. yeah. Justice. Protection. Fearing God. Fear or fear? Fearing. Fear. Thank you. Proverbs.
value of wisdom, of wisdom that is developed in conversation with others and seeking wisdom from their advice and Wisdom developed through others. Is that good? Yeah, it's, uh, the verse talks about how wisdom is uh, about asking. It's not something that you develop yourself, but it's something that you seek advice. Wisdom is about basically advice. So there's some other aspect to it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, emotional temperance, like being so quick to be angry. Honesty. Uh, healing words like words that are not meant to hurt but to heal. Yeah. Uh, value of peace. And there seems to be a value for a life without trouble. Thank you. Isaiah? Sorry? It speaks to adversity and affliction. That's what he was saying with discipline. Okay, yes. Adversity. Thank you. Amos? Quality. Thank you, Matthew.
What's that, Matthew? <laughs> That's covenant loyalty. Well, actually, the eternal would do, wouldn't it? That's right. Uh. Well, when we get to the bottom of the board, we'll declare that you're done. Okay. <laughs> I should be down on bended knee in a minute. Okay. you got three more. Humility. Right, that's your last one. Sorry?
Conform to God. Yeah. Submitting to authority? Yeah, good. Done? Thank you. Philippians? Servant like or servant life? Like. Like.
Thank you. <laughs> James. The right. The right. Motives. Good, yes. Action. I'm sorry? Action. Action, yes. Right. Wow. Um, now, what I suggest we do now is think about those for five minutes. Now, probably... The people who particularly live at the ends ought to move because you can't really see them, can you? So why don't you wander about? Uh, come on, stand up, walk this way, and look at those, that is, those extraordinary lists and see what strikes you uh, about either things that recur or things that match the uh, U.S. values that you started from or things that particularly clash with the U.S. values that you started from. Um, and we'll, or, yeah, we'll see where we go in a minute. Come, come this way so you can see properly. Okay, in light of our thinking about values, what strikes anybody? Submission to the law. The 
I was struck by the number of times that came. Yeah. Any that surprise you? Sorry, Tim? I mean, I say hospitality. It struck me a number of times hospitality came out. I mean, you'd expect to find love and righteousness and a few things like that. Any things that um, you think, oh, wow, that's interesting? I'm sorry? Self expression. Yes, that, that was interesting, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm sorry, what, what you... D- like how we handle money? Money, There's yeah. About. When you think then about those values in the context of um, who you meet in a counselling room, what, what there is around in the culture, uh, what, what is should... Well, let's think first. Suppose, let's suppose for a moment that um, it's not you're not working in a Christian context. Um, are there ways in which any of that is kind of helpful when you're not able to appeal to a Christian framework? Things that would be an insight that you might um, draw somebody's attention to that didn't um, presuppose a reference to God. Long-suffering. I'm sorry? Long-suffering. Long-suffering, yeah. Mm. Long-suffering, well, in two sorts of senses, really, eh? I mean, long-suffering in the sense of um, what people do to you, but also the capacity to keep putting up with things, the tough things in life. The trouble with hope is it's difficult to see why you've got any if you don't know Christ, isn't it? Okay, supposing it was a Christian, supposing you were working in a church context, uh, what might be ones that uh, would be important in sense, the insights, the kind of things that, that, we don't, that we could easily forget? Hmm. Hmm. It's almost, yeah, that's almost, it almost makes counselling deconstruct, doesn't it? Uh, as you say, because the reason why they're there is they're paying, if they're paying, to have this hour in which you totally focus on them. Yeah. That one at least, well, maybe in some ways all of those might work with a non-Christian as well. I'm not sure that now that I think there's necessarily much difference. Obviously, when, when, when God comes on the, the other side of, like, what was the ones over here? We had, trust in God. Okay, you may not be able to encourage an unbeliever to trust in God, but that's a lot of trust 
would be one without God on the end. They they uh, they would be similar, wouldn't they? Whether the person was a Christian or a non-Christian. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's all we've got room for. Um, any things that anybody was puzzled about in the things that you read or that somebody else said that you'd like to ask questions about? things about that maybe well so, well so, yeah three four things as I'm accumulating them the first is it's a great question which people labor over a lot um, and it's you know yeah um, a second is one of the things in that context that people point out is the difference between Romans 13 and Revelation 13 uh, Revelation 13 talks about the the powers that be being the agents of evil rather than the agents of good um, and, and that people usually say, though I think there's argument about it, that uh, the context in which Paul says the things he says in Romans 13 and that, kind of, and that John says the things that he says in Revelation 13 uh, are very, uh, that are very different, different in the sense that the Roman Empire is behaving in a very different way in Paul's day from the way the Roman Empire is behaving in, in John's day in Revelation. Uh, and so Paul is presupposing that the that the empire is reasonably beneficent. Um, and John is talking in a context when that isn't so, and the questions may come up differently in those two contexts. Uh, and, um, but another thing I think that would be at least as significant would be uh, su submission. If, if, if There's a difference between Submitting to to the empire when it's being bad to you, which you might have to do, and there's a lot of talk in the New Testament of submission of that kind, and submission to the empire when it wants you to do the wrong thing. Um, so that in um, the background of, of Revelation, again, is that the empire wants you to say that Caesar is Lord. Uh, so it then comes to be a question of rendering to Christ, rendering to God the things that are God's, and rendering to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. Um, and the Romans 13 thing can say, submit to God, but, but Paul would always reckon that that wouldn't mean that you could submit to... Sorry, I didn't say that right. Uh, Paul in Romans 13 is saying sub submit to the authorities, but if the authorities tell you uh, to deny that Jesus is Lord and to say that Caesar is Lord... Paul, of course, would say, no, you wouldn't do that. Um, and, and that's the kind of pressure that the Revelation 13 passage is handling. So, um, yeah. Has anybody got any more wisdom on that than me? Did I do all right on that? Mm, good, okay. He said so, so it must be true. Uh, <laughs> it's a bit like my thing about the, um, a prophet is somebody who knows what time it is. See, the time it is is different in Romans 13 from Revelation 13. And it's a question of discerning which you're in, but then not making that an excuse for being rebellious because you because you're inclined to be rebellious. Uh, it's for God's sake that you'll go. If you if you have to stand firm and resist, it's for God's name, not for your own comfort. 
That's good. You, you've reminded me of the thing I was trying to talk about last week about the top of Mount Wilson and the bottom of the uh, in the valley. Now, what we're here is <laughs> all this is the top of Mount Wilson, uh, and and thank you because because your clients live in the valley, um, and there can't be a rule about uh, how far you try to pull them up. You have to discern where they are uh, and see in what way you can pull them up a bit. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted to comment on that uh, last clip that I class too. Like, I thought it was interesting that though Moses did come down, you know, hmm. say, hey guys, come up a little bit, he came all the way down hmm. to the depth of. As did Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. Um, and uh, um, I originally had um, some passages from Leviticus, but I had to cut down. I had this long list of passages, and then I realized they were all Old Testament, because I'm me. And I thought, oh, I'll be in dead trouble if we only read the Old Testament. So I had to scrub some of my Old Testament ones in order to put the New Testament in. Uh, and Leviticus was one that got, got missed out. And I think the, the nature, and, and I chose passages from Deuteronomy that are more ideals, visionary. If I'd gone in the latter part of Deuteronomy, or with the passages in Leviticus, they are much more dealing with the reality of things at the bottom of the mountain and thereby illustrating what, what you're involved in in the counselling room, um, what's involved when Moses comes down the ma- mountain and makes allowance for the way things are down there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I also struggle with um, you know, dependence on God. It's everywhere, but what we do is helping them find the independence and self-reliance. And as a Christian, it's really a struggle because you're kind of moving. In a way, they are moving away from God and become independent by helping them Is that one of the ways in which um, independent self-reliance is a, an important value in our culture? Uh, and so, one way of reading what you're doing is, it's another way of coming down the mountain, because the, 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 they've got to be able to function in our very individualistic, uh, you've got to be able to deal with it kind of culture, haven't they? Um, and um, uh, there's a there's a bigger there's a bigger question then about you you can't um, you can't help them you can't you can't expect that our culture ought not to be one in which we are so separate and have to be so independent. Um, but somehow we have, to, we have to help people live with that. But it's important that we realize that that is what we're doing. You look troubled. Well, I'm just wondering if sometimes we confuse independence with um, I'm like a child waiting to another side. You know, that, mm. uh, independence doesn't mean that you don't still rely on people, that you're not going to be able to people. But some of the... Our culture, in a lot of ways, expects us to 
be able to do that. And your clients have to be able to live in that culture, don't they? It's a survival mechanism in our context. Yes, yes. Yes. Yes, yeah, yeah. Right, right. And, and yeah. that just, I, had, I went through and did a study of where Jesus speaks to not being codependent. What's wrong with being codependent? What's the nature of a bad COVID? Co- I mean, because, yeah, what's, the, what's wrong with codependence? The, the, part, the part that this is is if you forgive and forgive and forgive when you've got an addict. Right, okay, then yeah. You're yes. making it worse for them. Okay, yeah. So, so it's a codependence that, you, that, that, that the wrong is. Is what, as it were, what you're doing to them. Yeah. Mm. You got anything to say, Joseph? Are you thinking up there? <laughs> He's taking it all in. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I shall now rush home and make tea. And uh, discover that Christine has got scones ready. And you will come and eat them and drink them, as it were. Right, see you soon.